Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris. We're glad to have you here at Renewing the Center. We're going to be continuing our series connected to the questions that God asks us. Uh, I think when we hear a question from God written in the Bible, it's never because God is lacking information. It's, it's an invitation. And the questions that God asks and the questions we're going to be holding in the podcast here over the next number of episodes are uh, questions designed to get us into a place of reflection. God actually already knows what he wants to know is that we know. He wants to know that we are aware of where we're headed or what we're, uh, what we're doing, uh, who we are. And so today we're going to read in Genesis 32, just a short passage, verses 24 through 29. And then we're going to hold the question, what is your name? Here's the Bible. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh. So the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. And then he said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him and said, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask me my name? And he blessed him there. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and let's hold the question. What is your name? Father, I pray that you would give us wisdom and insight to look at the Bible today. I pray, God, that we would slow ourselves down and that we would allow you, Lord, to pose questions to us about who we are how we function, specifically how we function in our egos. God, have mercy on us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you're familiar with this passage, it picks up in the midst of a remarkable story. God puts the question in the midst of this moment of intensity to Jacob. He asked Jacob, what is your name? Now, Jacob has been a conniver, a swindler, a trickster all of his life. We're told in the Bible that he was born second among twins, uh, was grabbing at his brother's heel as he came out second. We're told that he worked with his own mom to steal his older brother Esau's birthright. We also know that Esau wanted to kill Jacob for this trickery. And so Jacob flees early in the story of the Bible. And in the meantime, while he's out on his walkabout, he becomes rich. He establishes a family. He's married with children. He becomes very wealthy. And he did some of that gathering of wealth in some conniving ways. Not wicked ways, just sort of trickstery ways. He had a complicated relationship with his father-in-law. And in the process, he leaves his father-in-law very wealthy. And he wanted to reconnect with his brother. A lot of time had passed, and I think Jacob was hoping for some sort of healing or reconciliation. It was in his nature to be a bit of a deal maker. He was a very shrewd man. His name means grasper, uh, literally one who grasps at the heel, which is his birth story. And oftentimes our early childhood and our birth story do, in fact, um, pour a bit of concrete around who we are in terms of our innate personality. From Jacob's earliest days, he's a grasper. And the moment that we just read 
comes directly before Jacob is meant to meet his brother Esau after a long absence. He's nervous. He's scared, understandably. He had word that his brother wanted to kill him, and so he's a bit anxious. And right before this passage, we're told that Jacob sent over all of his possessions. He sent them over the river, and so he was left alone. And him being alone is actually really significant because Jacob had been defined by his possessions, by his success, uh, by his place in life. Even going all the way back to stealing his brother's birthright, he was prone to grasp at things and power and position in order to secure himself. And we're told here that he is encountered by a stranger, that the moment that he becomes alone, where it's just him, God shows up and they wrestle and they wrestle and wrestle and wrestle. Jacob struggles and struggles and struggles with God. And in the midst of this, God wounds him and then asks him the fundamental question, what is your name? Now, I believe God knew Jacob's name. He had come to him intentionally knowing who he was, where he had come from, knowing the root of his personality, even probably knowing his birth story. And yet he looks at Jacob and he says, can you name who you are? And Jacob says, I'm Jacob. He effectively says, I'm a grasper. I'm a striver. I'm a trickster. Now for you, God's posing of that question may yield a very different answer. You may not be like Jacob, a a grasper, a striver, someone who in Jacob's case was always making himself bigger probably than he was. You may be a hider. Your answer to that question from God, if he asks, who are you? What is your name? Might be, I'm a blender inner. You may say, I'm angry. You may say, I'm lazy, an avoider. You may say, I'm overly responsible. You may say, I'm afraid. The thing that I think we have to get at is that God wants Jacob to know what's in that personality of his. And I believe that one of the invitations for you and me as it relates to this question is to do some self-reflection and to say, what is my name? Who, Who am I? And I'm not talking about your Christian name on your birth certificate. I'm talking about the essence of your personality, the shadows in you. What's your name? When God asks Jacob for his name, he wants Jacob to name something. He wants Jacob to say something out loud about who he is, about his story, about his pathway, about his past, about the nature of his relationships. And Jacob simply saying Jacob actually embodies all of that. And for you, it may not be the name that's on your birth certificate. Maybe the most honest thing we could do, uh, maybe the most real thing we could do with this question is to reflect on our shadow. What do you do when you're underwater? How do you react? How do you relate? How do you behave? Are you a grasper, a hider? Do you become too big or too small? I believe one of the invitations in this question is to say, this is who I am in my shadow. A part of my shadow has been to try to be helpful and try to be good and try to be responsible in order to secure the affections of other people. And so when God asks that question and I look at myself in my brokenness, I say something like that. I seek people's approval through good works. Now, the thing I love about this story is God doesn't just say, well, Jacob, too bad for you. He changes his name. He injures him, conquers him, and then changes his name. He changes it to Israel, 
And we're told in the Bible that Israel walks with a limp for all of his days. God alters his gait, literally. He changes the way that he moves throughout life. Even at the very end of Jacob slash Israel's life, we're told that he was leaning on a cane. He, he needed help. And one of Jacob's shadow pieces was to get it all done by himself, to make it all happen on his own. And he needed help to move through life from here forward. He had a limp. Israel, that word, that name means one who struggles with God and is overcome. Now, the thing that I find fascinating is God asks Jacob, what's your name? And he says, that's my name. And he changes that name. It's that it takes a little while for the nature of Jacob to get out of Israel's system. If you read the story, he actually has a beautiful encounter with his brother Esau the next day. And then he's a little bit dishonest with Esau. Esau's like, come with me. And Jacob goes, give me a little time. And then he goes off in a different direction and they don't encounter one another for a while. So the trickster was still working his way out of the system. And here's what I know. When you name who you are, who you are in your shadow, in your ego, in your brokenness, when we answer the question that God asks, what is your name? It doesn't mean that he waves a magic wand over us and we change immediately, fundamentally, and thoroughly from that moment on. It takes some time. It's like we've said here at Trinity in various junctures, and we're in the middle of the Lenten season. You know, it took a moment for the Israelites to get out of Egypt, but it took a long time for Egypt to get out of the Israelites. As we begin to name who we are, and I would just say this, the way you know who you are in your, in your ego or in your shadow is basically to look at what you do when you're under stress, how you seek to get your needs met, what you do to try to secure yourself. What's your name? God was asking Jacob to name that, to own it, so that he could begin to work change in him. And I just want to invite you, um, I'll go a little further than that. I want to challenge you to begin to do some reflecting on who you are in those parts of you and what God might want to say and do to bring change to you. God bless you. Go in peace. We'll see you soon. Bye.